0: How do we encourage each other? By standing at the door, by welcoming people, to loving people, getting people to come and just enjoy themselves in the presence of God this morning. So this morning as yes, we uh, my notice is uh, Let us not give up the habit of meeting together. And I was thinking about oh, let me first share with you what happened this morning. This morning uh what was four and I said I was walking work, up by like God was spirit and I said, Oh what's happening to me now? What was four? And bang onto the onto the scripture. Oh in the end we've been going in my mind all the time, all the time in my mind. I said, what am I going to say? What is God telling me? And then the voice said to me, don't worry for another. you got a brother standing next to you. Holy Spirit standing next to me and guiding me to bring something to you, which may be encouragement to you, maybe be touched by you. But anyhow, let us be considered about one another. We need to love each other. We need to be respectable to each other. We need to show love. We need to be give our all. We are God's children and He wants us to love those we do not know. We have people on the streets. We have people that are, and we walk past them and we say to ourselves, how do we love that person? How do we love that person on the street? How do we communicate with that person on the street? And God says that we should love everybody, not just everybody here, not just our families, not just, but each and every one no matter what circumstances they are in, we got to love them. We call ourselves children of God and that is to share love to others. Be considered about others. Um, I look at ourselves at the door when we we come in here. We need to show love. We need to show love to each and every one that walks in here. That is our calling, I'll call you. Some but uh, um, what I'm looking at is that we have lots of people here. But it is not just us that need to stand by the door and welcome people. There's a lot of us here. Every morning we see the same faces. We see the same faces every morning, standing there. But God wants to use each and every one of you He wants to use each and every one of you. Let's change that. Let's put somebody else new. Let's put somebody new there by the door. Welcoming people. This is God's house. And God loves each and every one of us. Um, Our connect group we had on Thursday. God is calling us all to be there. And what the word says also about bad, bad. stirring, we got to stir our brothers and sisters up. So what came out was a young man, a young man, and he uh, hasn't shared yet for a while, in, he hasn't shared in a com- group, and he just opened up, he opened up to us and said, you know, that I didn't want to be here last week and in the church. He didn't want to be here. But somehow God spoke to him and he was here. And what what is important is that his father was said, Wow. He said, my son speaking. He's made my son. we got to encourage our young children, our young teenagers, we got to encourage them that they can't speak out. They can't speak out. Because God can use the smallest child to speak out in connect groups and you can touch us. The next one I want to share about is just coming together as a group. Do you know that Jesus went to church from small? Jesus went to church just like we all go to church. And Jesus also had to learn. Jesus went into the synagogues, used to pray, and he had to learn to to become what he is, what he had to do. So another thing is that, how do we come to church? How do we come to church? We come to church in the morning. I think that's one of the worst things to do when you come to church in the morning. in the week, oh, we get up, we go to work, we do our things, we happy, and then Sunday morning, oh, church. Oh,
1: oh,
0: our kids, come on, get up, get up, get up, we got to go to church, get up, we got to go to church. And, but mommy, but in the week we jump up. The kids jump up, and they up, we're ready to go, we're ready to go. Um, The thing is that, Coming to church is so it's so we, we come to church to to give. We come to church to give. I mean, you would think that you come to church just for our blessings. But we come to church to give. We come to church to give our all. Hey, we give you our all. Father, here we are here this morning. We give you all, Father. We give you all because that's how we receive. That's how we receive from our Father. <laughs> I've got one minute. <laughs> yes. So, we, we receive the, the, the power of God, but we need to give our all. Um, we need to get one thing said, which is this is the, power, the powerhouse. And we, we're not going to come and sit here and just sit and sit and sit. We come here for a reason. We come here for a reason. We want to expect God to bless us. But if God wants to bless us, we have to give. We have to give it to Him. We come with with, with our downloads, with our heaviness, and, and everything that is just pressing us down. But if we don't give it, we're not going to receive anything. We can't just give. God, you know, in the week, we had our hardest week of ever, or yesterday, or tonight, or this morning. But we give it to you. We give it to you. And then we will receive a blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Right message for us this morning, and I believe that fully. Amen. 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 Awesome. Can we please give a big hand to Christina as she comes up?
3: to read the scripture again, just to refresh what we're talking about. So it's from Hebrews chapter 10 and verses 24 and 25, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching earlier in this chapter the writer of Hebrews was telling the Hebrew people of the sacrifice that Jesus had made on the cross and how he was the perfect and final sacrifice for the atonement of sins now in verses 24 and 25 he turns his thoughts in writing to those who have been saved by Jesus through his death and resurrection. He tells us to think of ways to motivate one another, to acts of love and good works. What does this mean for us? As we journey together on our Christian walk, we are to encourage one another, comfort one another, help one another. What does this look like? Pastor Darren was speaking just before about prayer praying for one another and that we don't always know who's been praying for us. But that's probably the best way that we can encourage one another, whether we know people's situations or not, God knows. So I've been finding over a while now is that when I think of somebody, and sometimes it's someone I haven't thought of for some while, if a name comes to mind, then I just offer up a prayer that, Lord, you know what it is they need. Please meet that need. And as Pastor Darren said, that's there's people praying for us all the time that we don't know about. If we know their situation, then yes, we can pray more specifically. Other things we can do is visit people phone calls, messages on social media, private messages, a card, a gift, a meal in a time of need. Whatever you can think of that will uplift a fellow Christian is acceptable in this instance. To encourage others to reach out to one another. And why do I say fellow Christians? Because that's who the writer is talking to. But there's no reason why we can't show God's love to other people by doing the same kinds of things. It may influence them to think about the faith that we express. I know that I've been guilty of neglecting to do these things on many occasions. However, we don't have to live with guilt, but ask for forgiveness and keep on trying. In verse 25 the writer encourages us not to neglect meeting together. There are times when we are sick or on holiday when God understands that we may not be able to get to a church service and we don't need to feel guilty about that. This is referring more to those who claim to be Christians but do not regularly attend a place of worship. They say that they don't need to go to church to be a Christian and to a point they're right. However, deliberately staying away from fellowship and doing other things instead of meeting together with God's people is a dangerous thing for our Christian walk. We find other things more important. For example, a trip to the beach with the family in the summer. Maybe we use the excuse that the weather wasn't good on other days and there were sports, or there's sports to participate in. I know someone who says she is fellowshiping with me and on occasions with other Christians but we don't spend time talking about God or studying his word or praying together so I don't see that as Christian fellowship I know of another couple who had quite different work schedules and the only time they were able to spend together was on a Sunday so that was their excuse for not attending church to me and yes, it's my opinion, it would have been quality time spent together with God before going out and enjoying the rest of the day together. One example I've heard of in regards to this scripture is to, when you take a coal out of a fire, it might stay glowing for a while, but over a period of time, it goes cold. The same sort of thing can happen to us as Christians if we're not meeting together and and fellowshipping together. I was brought up in a Christian family where we were fully involved in church attendance and activities. Those things always had priority over any other activity that we wanted to do. Maybe there were others here who have the same experience. And coming to church can at times be a duty or a habit we are there for what we can get out of it rather than what we can give to God and one another and yes I've been guilty of that too however when we come together as members of God's family we come together to worship and serve him we enhance one another's experience of God and church let's not be selfish and stay away or come only for what we can get out of it. Think of the wider church family who may be relying on you or me to lift them up and to help them worship because they are going through a tough time. May God bless you.
2: Praise God. Let's give them another hand, family. Honestly, church, if you could see my notes that I wrote at home yesterday, you would think that they copied me, but we praise God because when there is confirmation that comes from different speakers, we know that the word is true, amen, amen, did you get lots of gems? Yeah? Awesome. Awesome. There are a couple of things from the Scripture that I think is very significant, and I think both Christina and Fernando touched on them. It's the importance of encouraging one another. But I'm just going to take a moment just and unpack the Scripture a little bit more. Amen? Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25. There are two things that I think stands out in the Scripture. Number one, encouraging one another, and number two, empowering one another. I love the Scope when, when, when Pastor J asked me to summarize, and I read the, the first line. I was like, "This is a good one." Because the start of us, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love. Acts of love is not something that is passive. Amen. I it's something that is active. And when you look at this uh, this version, or when you look at this scripture through different versions, there's different words that sum up what this scripture is talking about. Christine read from the New King James Version, and she said, consider one another, stir up one another. The Message Bible says, inventive in encouraging each other. I love that one, being inventive in encouraging one another. Stir up. These are not passive words. These are active words. That means we've got to be engaging with one another in a, almost like a, a strategic way. Helping one another show what God's love is out in the community and in the world. Amen? Christine gave us some awesome points on how we can do that. She said praying, sending messages, Encouraging people, sending a meal. Yeah? This is the active and the practical side that comes with showing love to other people. Whether it's people in the church or whether it's people outside. I mean, our faith and our Christianity shouldn't be confined to the four halls of this building. Yeah? The problem is, there's so many of us. I don't, I don't think that's a problem. I think that's a blessing, in re- really. But the blessing is that there are so many of us and we all have different skills, different gifts, different talents, different ways of doing things, different approaches to how we do things. And so there's not just one way to show love. So what does it mean when he says, think of ways to motivate each other? This is why connect group is so important. Because it means that we have to be strategic in how we partner and how we build a relationship with another. It's not just enough for me to go to Pastor J and be like, "You were awesome. Keep going." Thinking of different ways and encouraging is acknowledging the different skills that people bring, and then coming to the table and encouraging them to outwork the gifts and the talents that they bring into the church outside and with one another. That's not just saying, "You were awesome. And we, you know, we should be saying you are awesome. Yeah? But it means getting to know one another so that we understand the various aspects of our identity so that we can say, brother, you are so good at cooking. You are so good at doing this. Maybe you should consider cooking a meal for someone when they need it. What do I need to do to help you outwork your gifts and your skills and your talents? This is what it means to think on how we can motivate one another. If I know you are a good singer, but you are too afraid to, to speak to Adriana to come up and to come and join the team, you've got to ask yourself, well, how can I encourage you to outwork your gifts? I'll encourage you now. Adriana's not Adriana and Le, they're not they're not scary. You can go and talk to them. Amen. I, I know they look scary sometimes. Amen. <laughs> I but they're not. We can't encourage one another to outwork the gifts if we don't spend time building relationships with one another. If I don't spend the time to understand that you've got a heart for the homeless. How can I encourage you to go and support the homeless? Amen? If I don't know that you are an awesome guitar player, how can I encourage you to to use that gift and that skills that God has placed inside of you? If I don't know that you're a good crafting person, how can I encourage you to create cards and create things for people? For us to be able to encourage one another and to motivate each other into good works and and acts of love, we need to be spending time and building relationship. And this is why the second part of the scripture is so important to the first part. Because if we forget meeting together, then how can we encourage one another? If you stop coming to church, I mean, I can go and look for you, but it's so much easier if you just come to Connect Group and we can have a conversation over some food. Amen? Do I sound like I'm telling you off? <laughs> I just want to encourage this. Amen? Because I know there are people sitting in this room, they've got gifts and skills that nobody else knows about. I know there's desires and passions that God has placed on your heart that the person sitting in front of you is not aware of. And I know that the Bible tells us to stir each other up In acts of love. What does it mean? Acts of love. It means to be the hands and the feet of God out in our community with one another. And in order to do that, I need to get a sense, you need to get a sense, we need to get a sense of the purpose that God has placed inside each and every one of us. Because if you are a terrible cook, and I tell you to cook for a family that's just going through a tough time, that may not be as encouraging as we wanted it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but if you are crafty instead and you know how to, to take things and turn it into powerful message of faith and hope for other people. Like I can't do that. Jamaica's awesome at that. Most of the things that we see that come out of our house is create a vision that God has placed inside of us. Can you imagine if someone encouraged me to do that? It wouldn't, be, you know, it wouldn't be as impactful. But we can only encourage one another if we take the time to get to know one another. If we take the time to understand what God has placed inside of us, the gems, the jewels, the various different things that make us who we are. And that is what the scripture, a lot of the Scripture is encouraging us to do. Because the world needs each and every one of us. They don't just need me and Pastor Jay and Pastor Jamaica. I mean, we're great. I know, right? Praise God. He's blessed us. But He's blessed you too. <laughs> Amen? And I haven't even touched on the spiritual gifts that God has placed inside of us. I'm just talking about the physical stuff. Amen? But who knows that we all got different gifts and spiritual talents as well. Gifts of intercession, gifts of prayer, gifts of prophecy that's there to edify and build up the church. These gifts need to be active in the church. And how can they be active if we don't know these gifts exist? We know the gifts exist, but we're not quite sure who's got the gifts. Amen? And so this is why it's important for us. The second part of the scripture talks about meeting together, encouraging one another. Christine hit, hit the nail on the head. We live in a culture where internet and social media is becoming so prevalent that people feel as if their Sunday service can be just sitting at home and listening to some preacher. Yeah? Because we've seen snippets of great words that come from the pulpit somewhere in America, and we're like, oh, this is my pastor. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's a great way to grow your faith and to learn, but that's not how we encourage and and affy one another. Because that person in America is not there to, like, pick you up When you're feeling down, they're not going to knock on your door and bring you something. And don't get me wrong, these gifts and these things that God has created, like the internet, has meant that we have a real opportunity to practice our faith, to step out, to learn about the Word of God in a way that probably could never have been done before. But there's an element of coming together that requires us to be with one another that is different. I say that because I love watching um, messages on the Internet and social media. It really makes me think about the Scripture. and It challenges sometimes the, the religious mindset that we have. That's great. But it's not the same as coming together and building relationships and getting to know one another and then encouraging one another to outwork the plan that God has placed on our life. The Scripture uses the word um, parakelion. Which means to call from behind in a very close way. The first means to call, the second is closeness. Yeah? Meaning we need to be close with one another. And you can't be close to someone that's on the other side of the world in Canada. I feel like I was using America a lot, so I changed to Canada. Amen? There are aspects of our Christianity that requires us to be close with one another. Not just so that we can outwork God's plans and God's purpose, but that we can encourage one another and build bridges so that when we're going through difficult times, we have some support and we have some guidance to help us. But it also allows us to tap into the parts of ourselves that we wouldn't dare do If we were just by ourselves. How many people are too afraid to come up and and do a take three? Yeah? Yeah? A lot of hands going up. You're all going to come up and do take three. (laughs) You know, but there's some things that we wouldn't think of doing ourselves just because they just seem too daunting. Why would I go and talk to somebody else and encourage them? Like a stranger, I don't know them. Why would I come up and stand? Why would I join the worship team? Why would I do anything? It's not me. Yeah, we've all got things like that that we think of and we think, oh, I don't know if that's me or not. I'm not the kind of person to talk to other people. But if we're building relationships and we're encouraging one another and we actually find out that, oh my gosh, you're really good at this then it makes it easier for us to step into that purpose and that destiny. If God has told you something, and that something is scaring you, praise God. Yeah? Can I say that? I mean, I can't say it. I've got the mic, right? So, um, if God is telling you to do something, and that something is scaring you, praise God. You're in a good space. But tell your brother... So that they can encourage you to be obedient to the voice of God. Share with your sisters so that they can encourage you to outwork the plans and purposes that God has placed in your life. When you speak a word, and you knock not quite sure the right thing, and someone comes up to you and says, "That was such an awesome prophetic word that you gave there this morning," because we had some awesome words come up with Team Huddle this morning. Amen. From some people that from someone that I I, I don't think I've ever even heard speak. <laughs> but he spoke and I was like, Whoo The presence of God. Amen. But we need to be able to see that in people before we can encourage them to do that. I love how it says think of ways to motivate. It doesn't just say find one way. It's not just do one thing. Christianity is a journey. Amen? And in that journey, we've got to walk with one another, motivate one another. Think of strategic ways that we can encourage and empower one another to outwork the plans that God has. Because I know for a fact that if you're sitting in this house right now, there are things inside of you, gems, gifts, and talents that God has placed there that's just waiting to come out. Like you at the back, sir, with the hoodie on, with the cap on. Amen? There's some awesome stuff here that God has placed inside of you that, that I just want to encourage you with that. But awesome gifts and talents that God has placed in this house. And for some of us, we're holding on to them Because we know if we let someone see it, they can ask us to do something with it. Yeah? But that's okay. Because that's how we reach where we need to be. That's how we achieve our destiny. By encouraging one another, by getting together. And you know what? If the first way doesn't work, we can come up with another way. Yeah? But these two scriptures of encouraging and motivating one another, these two scriptures about supporting one another, about coming to church, they go hand in hand. Scriptures do that, by the way. Scriptures support one another. In order for us to encourage one another, to motivate one another, we need to understand what are the gifts and the talents that we have. We need to know what we are going through. Amen? We've got to be able to unpack that. We've got to be able to share the love of God with people in ways that are more, most authentic to ourselves. And that means building authentic relationship. Because coming together is not this. When God says never forget the, the gathering of the saints, he's not meaning this. Am I throwing a spanner in the works here? This is about learning. This is about coming together and going over the prophet's teachings. When he's saying, do not forget coming together, he's talking about building relationship with one another. He's talking about more than coming to church on a Sunday, sitting and hearing the preacher talk, going to grab a little pizza or whatever at the back, and then going out never to talk to anybody again. That's not coming together together. Amen, that's religion. He's talking about more than that. And I know that we all live a busy, 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 busy life. Yeah? If this is where we can strategically look at how we can do that. So we do connect groups. Yes, it's also about teaching, but there's a lot of time in connect groups where you're building relationship and you're getting to know one another. It's the coffee that you have during the week with someone, that you message him. It's like, hey, can we have a coffee? It's the phone call that you do. It's all of that in conjunction with this. They're not separate. They're all together. It's just. It's not only this. It's all the other things as well. It's the mentoring that you are are, are going through. Yeah. Shouldn't have closed my book. For us to be the best version of the church that God wants us to be, it requires each and every one of us to be knitted together. Not just so that we can encourage one another to get over the challenges that we're facing. Because Christianity is not about the challenges. There will be challenges, but that's not why we're here. We're here to show the world love. And the best way to do that is by not forsaking the gathering of the saints. By coming together, building relationship. And if you're young, go to young adults, build relationship. Go to men's ministry. Go and have breakfast next week and sit with people and talk with people and learn about one another. Because when we can do that, we can encourage one another, motivate one another, stir one another up to do the work that God has called us to do. And that is to show the world love. Amen. And so my encouragement to you this morning, and my encouragement that I believe came from both speakers, yeah, is to encourage one another, build relationship. Don't be caught in a trap of thinking that the one-minute message that we get on our Facebook is going to be sufficient, because it's not. Yeah. And if you've got skills and you've got visions and things that God is sharing you and God is encouraging you to do, I'm not going to say just go and tell anybody. But build relationship with one another. And when you've established that relationship, share with one another so that we can encourage you and find ways to get you to the place that God needs you to be. Because Christianity is not about this lonesome journey that we are all on. It's about how we together can show the world love. And sometimes, and I'm going to be real, sometimes it can be difficult for us to do that. Are you right? I don't know if I'm speaking to myself, but I know sometimes sharing love with people can be difficult. Because people are people, I mean, And so we do need encouragement, and we do need motivation. And if the first thing that we try works, there's another thing. You know, God is omnipotent. What does that mean? He's all-knowing. If you run out of ideas, go to God. He'll give you some more. Yeah? Awesome. I'm going to hand over back to Pastor Jay. So I want to encourage your family. Coming to church on a Sunday is not the only part of meeting together with the saints. Yeah? We've got to come to connect We've got to build a relationship. We've got to do more. Because when we do that, we can then be supported in how we show love to the world. Yeah? Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Is everyone all right?
4: Everyone good? I just really, um, just in worship and just sitting down, I just really felt like people's hearts um, are getting ministered to. Um, and yeah. If you came just to hear a sermon, let me tell you, God wants to change your life from the inside out, and He wants to encounter you. Um, in verse 24, if we can just go to verse 24, just something that I thought of that is the heart of my wife and I, and it's also the heart of this church, whether, you, whether you've known or not. Can you look at the first verse? It's the first line is, and let us consider one another. Consider means to think of someone carefully. We have too many Christians not considering one another. In Romans twelve three, 3, says, don't think of yourself so highly that you ought to thought, thinking that you're higher than somebody else or you're more intimate to, with God than someone else, but to consider one another, meaning that you are to kind of like bow down like Jesus did and washed His disciples' feet, be considered every disciple that he washed his feet with. And our heart for this house is that we would consider one another. Are we okay? I just really feel, feel in my heart, really just uh, push that, push, Not it's not an issue, but push this heart that we are people who are supposed to be considerate in all things. Like for example, I, I got a text today and I didn't want to see the text. But in that text, I had two choices to react or respond with a considerate heart that sees beyond the natural and like, okay, the spirit of that person is more important than the action that they did to me. You guys understand that? Sometimes it's not about being right, but it's being considerate. Because it says, let us consider one another in order to stir love and good works. We can't stir love and good works if we don't even consider our neighbor. We can't stir up one another if we don't consider the person who hasn't even entered this church before and it's their first time here. For anyone who is new in here, let me tell you, I consider you. We consider you as part of this family. As soon as you walk in this door, you don't have to believe what we believe, but as soon as you walk in through these doors, you're ours. You're part of us. Let us consider one another. And I just really feel in my heart that God wants That God's doing something in here. And like, is anyone in here like to like, raise your hand and just be honest? Straight up honest with me so that everyone can see too. Um, who found it hard to come to church this morning? Be honest. So you, can, can I have those hands again? Can you just leave those hands? Can you look at those hands? Look at those hands. Now you have something in common where you can help encourage one another because you made it here today. But you won't know that if you didn't enter the church. Oh, I had a hard week. Yeah, we all had a hard week. But we wouldn't know if we didn't have relationship, if we didn't have conversation. You know how, how selfish sometimes we can be like, oh, my week has been hard. But not realizing that our neighbor's probably facing the same thing and being in the house of God helps us to be considerate where we go, did you go through that too? Oh, bro, I went through that too. We made it here today? We made it here today. Do you know the power in that? That uh, The encouragement just doesn't need to come from worship or from someone who's preaching on the pulpit. Christine and Fernando, amazing job. But it doesn't have to come from there. It can be come from also from people just walking to this place. I remember uh, we talked to our connect group this week And um, I said to the team and I said to Pastor Darren's connect group, I said, everybody pray this week and get get a word from God for somebody that walks into this building. Imagine if we have a church that doesn't wait for a worship set or or, or the Word to be encouraged, but the people of God step into that place of being considerate and go, I want to stir each other up in love and in good works. That doesn't have to come just from the pulpit, but it comes from you and I who are considerate. To one another. Can we go to twenty-five? Not forsaking the assembly of saints, assembling of ourselves together, as in the manner of some. So the Bible just clearly states there will be some who don't come into the gathering saints because it's oh if you park your car in the if you if you live in the garage doesn't mean that your car you you know that some people that people as in some manner of some, by exhorting one another and so much more that the day is coming. The day is approaching. Jesus is coming back soon. And I'm seeing all this stuff on Facebook and on YouTube. Oh, the end time is coming. But God says, don't get caught up in the end times. Get caught up in me. Because that's more important. Because if you're caught up in me, you won't have to be scared or fearful of the end times because you're with me. And so imagine if we as the people of God, talking to people who are part of us, who have our DNA, if, you, if we and how being considerate of one another. And so what I want to do is that um, for those who are just like God's doing something in you, and you just want prayer, like you, there's not, there's nothing necessarily wrong with you, or you're not like going like anything, just you're like, I just want to be encouraged and prayed for. You might be sick this morning, and you're like, oh, yeah, can you pray? I, I feel a bit like downtrodden, I feel sick, whatever it may be. I believe in the laying of hands and praying for the saints or praying for people because God's the God of healing. And I want to open up the front. I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to have Kai afterwards. Amazing. Awesome. But before we're going to have Kai, I just want to give the opportunity for anyone who's like, yeah, man, I just want to be encouraged and prayed for. Nothing else. And so if that's you this morning, uh, can I ask you to stand up and come? If you're too scared to come up, um, just raise your hand and I'll get someone to come to you is there anyone in here? Okay, I can't Pastor D, yeah. anyone else? Just want to pray. Maybe going through something this week. You're like, oh, I just need. I, I don't see God in this, but I just need God in my situation. If that's you, I just want to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus.
1: We worship You, for You are good, and Your mercy endures forever. You are good, holy, 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 for You are
4: good. Come on, if you're just sitting down, just raise your hand to the people in the front. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. If you didn't want to come come up and get prayed for, that's fine. Tell me afterwards, we'll pray for you. It doesn't have to be during church. Oh, yeah, It could be whenever. So if you um, wanted to put your hand up and you don't, and you just felt too akama about it, that's fine. Um, we can pray for you after church. Pray for you during the week. Whatever it looks like. Um, but yeah. Father, we just thank you for your people. We thank you for the work that you're doing within each and every individual. And so, Father, right now, we just, we just uplift every circumstance, every situation that anyone is facing right now, and we just pray that you be in the midst of it in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we just lift you on high above everything else. In the name of Jesus, we pray. All God's people say, amen, amen, amen. They're going to still minister here. Um, But what I want to do is that, just a couple of notices today. Next Sunday, um, the young adults are gathering together. So if you're 18 to
1: 25,
4: not 18 to 25 times three, 18 to 25. Sapina, wave your hand. Is Chris here too? And that guy over there, you see one of them? If you're 18 to 25, I think they're going to Brewtown, eh, next week? Where are you going next week? Somewhere. They're going somewhere. Um, And then also this week, Saturday, we have a men's breakfast. All the guys, men's breakfast. Buffet breakfast, man. So make sure you sign up. Give your name to Fernando Ohaku, or you can sign up online. Um, But that's this week. It's going to be awesome. I'm hoping that we're going to gather 40, 50 men together to have breakfast together. It's going to be awesome. Um, But, yeah. And... What? Oh, and young men. You guys can come too. Oh, we're all young men. We're all young men. I'm a young man too. Whenever we raise our hands to Graham, every person, just praying for healing. In Jesus' name.
2: Thank you, Jesus.
1: Nana I my sit again.
4: Give God a hand, guys. Uh, before we finish up, I'm just going to pray for some people um, who are not here today, who's unwell. And also going to uplift uh, Marvin and their family as well, because um, they lost their mum in South Africa. And so I'm going to lift up their family. Um, they can't be there physically, but their prayers go to South Africa for us so we're just going to lift up them so father right now we just pray for every individual that is not well in this house father we thank you by your stripes we are made well and so father right now from the, uh, wherever they are sleeping and uh, our lord god i pray that your presence fill up their room and we declare healing upon their body from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet and we just pray and declare for fresh restoration upon their body and that everything that is un, uh, uh, not on the line, Lord Father, I pray for alignment right now upon their body in the name of Jesus. Father, we uplift Marvin and their family, Lord God, as they go through this tough time of losing their mum. I pray, Lord God, your peace be upon them, but I also pray, Lord God, that you surround them with faith-filled people that, Lord Father, that will administer on their behalf as they're here in New Zealand. And so, Father, right now, I just pray, Lord God, that you just surround them with your presence and that everything that is happening, Lord Father, I just pray that.